Well, hey there, and welcome to the Scattered Saints podcast, and welcome to part two of our vision service messages. This is Pastor Jeremy Wolfram, our lead pastor for our Glory Hills location. He's bringing a message in response to the announcement from Pastors Brett and Desiree. Enjoy, and I'll see you guys at the end of the podcast. Hey again, church family. What a privilege it is again to be with you, even though it's online for this vision Sunday. Now, what a lot of information, what a lot of crazy things that God is doing, as we just heard from Pastor Brett and Des. And uh, as we look forward to the future, uh, a name change, crazy, uh, not what anyone was really expecting, but honestly, sometimes Jesus leads us in ways we never expect, and we're just going to keep following him. And And as I speak to our local vision for the tri-region area and our Glory Hills location, and we serve as Spruce Grove, Stony Plain, Parkland County, uh, I'm really brought to in thinking about scripture where there were name changes that happened in the Bible and what they signified. And, and, and then I want to lean into some things about what I believe God is calling us to do to be fiercely local um, in our communities and keep doing what God has called us to do. And what does this mean for all of us? Uh, in the Bible, you see a number of significant name changes. And one couple in particular early on in scripture is Abram and Sarai. And, and as they move forward with God, as they start taking steps, God changes their names to Abraham and Sarah. And, and this was a covenant. This was a thing that God was going to do in their lives, do in their family. And this fresh covenant, this new covenant propelled them into a future that went beyond themselves. You see, Abram really meant exalted father or having his place as a, a father. But Abraham means father of many nations, meaning there was an expansion that came. There was a, a call that was bigger than what he thought he was even. You know, Sarai, uh, the name means princess, but Sarah means my princess. And it's almost as if God was saying, you know, no matter what you go through and where you're going, do you remember that you belong to me and I care for you and I'm guiding you and I'm directing your steps? And there was a dependency that came. And in Genesis 12 to 17, you can read about Abram uh, and Sarai's story and how they became Abraham and Sarah and what God wanted to do in their lives. I think of Jacob. Uh, Jacob, uh, later on in the lineage in the Old Testament, uh, it, it says Jacob wrestled with God. Jacob struggled in his life. He struggled with things in his past. He struggled with where he was supposed to go with things in life. It always seemed like there was a, a, a wrestling match or a struggle around him. But it comes to a point in Genesis 32 where he wrestles with God. It says he struggled with both God and man and he won. He became someone who overcame. And sometimes in life, we wrestle with the things that God is doing. We, we struggle with what he wants to do and where he wants to take us to. But as God put a new name on Jacob's life when he called him Israel and, and, and he opened up a future on him, one of the most incredible things to me about that story is there was a marking point in Jacob's life. Uh, when we wrestle with God, when we wrestle with our callings, our giftings, our purpose, all of those things, God tends to come out with a mark on our life that actually causes us to walk differently. And, you know, Jacob walked with a limp from that point on. There was something different about the way he walked, where he went, the things he did because of what God had done in that wrestling with his own identity and who he was. And, 
You know, then I think in the New Testament, I think of uh, a guy we know as Peter, but his name was originally Simon. And it gets changed to Cephas or, or Peter, which means rock. And, and Simon had his struggles as well. And Simon probably wasn't the one you looked at that was going to do incredible things and amazing things in his day and in his time. But Jesus saw beyond the imperfect. Jesus saw beyond the things that could hold him back. And he saw something in Peter and he said, I'm going to give you a name and I'm going to lead you into something that you couldn't even imagine. Even after Jesus changed his name to Peter, it says that he went through the ups and downs of uh, denying Jesus, uh, crisis of faith, all of these things. But Jesus saw beyond that and he saw something amazing. And it was a name that Peter actually had to grow into. And one of the things I think that we can learn when we look at some of these name changes in scripture is that when Jesus is in control, we can become who he calls us to be. We can live beyond ourselves and we can move beyond our past. And this is incredible news for a lot of us, but sometimes we hold on to what we think is secure, what we think is comfortable. But what God wants us to do is to step in a future that maybe we can't even imagine yet. I don't know about you, but I'm beginning to realize that I can't even imagine or comprehend the future that God has for us as a church and across all our locations. I believe there are specific things that he wants to do in us and through us that he is building together so we can walk out his full purpose on this side of eternity. And I believe that God has given three things for vision, for us, for the tri-region specifically. And what I want to emphasize on is these things. I really believe that God has given us first off is this new name. This name of Saints Church a called out one, a holy one, a set apart one. You see, every single one of us has a call, a purpose, a closeness to Jesus through our relationship with him. And, and, and he wants to set us apart to do what he's called us to do in this region. See, we're not only a church called to engage a community as a church, but we are reminded with this name change that every single one of us has a part to play a work to do, a call of God to be set apart and walk the way Jesus calls us to walk. Why? Because that's how we're going to impact communities. That's how we're going to impact regions. That's how we're going to impact your friends, your neighbor, your workplace, and wherever your feet go. You see, when we're called and set apart, it's fulfilling what Jesus wants to do in our region. So I, I want to remind us that part of God's vision for us is to call us close, to keep us available, and to remind us that we need to continue to follow Jesus one step at a time, not only as a church, but as those who are set apart in our day-to-day -day lives, because we've learned over this season that whether we're gathered or scattered, we are called to bring the hope and life of Jesus to those around us. So I believe that for us in the tri-region, this new name is going to be a reminder of what we've always been called to do, but uh, maybe we need to double down and step into that purpose wherever we're at. Secondly, I believe that God has given us envision for uh, Spruce Grove, Stony Plain, Parkland County is a new position. I believe that the position he's given us right now 
is better than we could have ever imagined. I want us to sit back and think about what happened with the purchase of our new Glory Hills location. This is nothing that we could have ever manufactured on our own. If we talk about the building for a minute, which unfortunately a lot of us haven't seen or been through in a while, but what I want you to know is that it was nothing we could have made up or made happen on our own. God was in the work of that. God was in the work so much so that the cost of our payments are actually lower than one of our two previous locations altogether. The other thing is, is we had the money in our heart for the house to have a down payment, to work out this deal, and to keep moving forward. We've renovated half the building. It's almost complete in the downstairs for our kids and our families to come back to church and find a place where they can grow and become who Jesus is calling them to be. And we have some funds left over to start with the upstairs, the auditorium, and to prepare a place for people to come to. You see, this space is at least double our other two previous buildings combined. And it's a, a priority, which um, a proximity, I mean, which is better than I could have ever imagined. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I kind of felt like out on the highway, outside of, you know, Stony Plain, outside of Spruce Grove. God, what, what is this? Is, are, are we going in the middle of nowhere? And I very quickly realized that the proximity from all our previous locations and the proximity to 60,000 more people in the Parkland County region who would now be able to see us visibly and experience the hope and life that Jesus wants to bring, it's amazing. It, it, it's an incredible space and place for us to be. And I really believe that this new position is setting us up to become something we haven't been able to be in the past. I actually believe that we are going to become a hub for young people, a hub for families in the tri-region area. And when I say family, please hear me on this. We care about families with kids and our programs and our youth and young people because we have to keep ministering to the next generation. But I also believe that we will be and are a generational church where the pipeline doesn't break down and there is room for every generation to keep pouring into and building the work that God is calling us to do in this day and in this time right where we're at. Lastly, though, I think... And what I want to leave you with today for vision for us is I believe that God's giving us a renewed purpose. I won't say a new purpose because much of the culture we have built and much of what we uh, have been working out of from the inception of engaged church from the beginning of what God has called us to do, much of that isn't going away, but God is expanding upon what we have known and he is calling us to more. You see, for instance, the engaged bus is not going anywhere. The engaged bus is still going to be present in our community, partnering with our community partners and serving the region. And we're super excited about that. The engaged network will continue to exist as we have churches outside of just our name and brand of churches that rely and look to us for guidance, partnership, community, relationship. And we believe that we are a church that plants churches and we will continue to do so. And we will continue to support churches to build kingdom, not just our church. 
but included in being a hub, I believe that God is actually challenging us and stretching our thinking to believe for bigger. And what does that mean? And what does that look like? I think one of the things that's come up time and time again, as I've talked with Pastor Brett, and we've kind of asked, how do we be a better partner in the community? How do we reach more people? We actually have been leaning towards and praying about establishing an engaged foundation. And, and, and you might ask, how is that any different from a church? Well, by having a true charitable foundation, we will actually be able to partner with community service and government to better reach our region. It, it allows us to do things that we could never do as a charitable religious organization as a church. And it allows us to have an involvement where the church can pour funds, they can pour time into a foundation that actually could meet the needs of affordable housing, uh, homelessness, a lot of things that we care so deeply about and we need to have better avenues to provide services to people who so desperately need it in our community. And so those are dreams in our heart. Those are things we want to see happen. You know, we've continued to have talks with the city of Spruce Grove. One of the craziest things is that we've been trying to talk and talk and talk, and then God puts us in this new position. And all of a sudden now the city wants to talk with us because God has given us, I believe, a favor with municipalities, with government that is saying, would you be a meaningful partner in the community? There's a recognition of the church's involvement, of your involvement, so many people in our church that work in many other community partners and nonprofits across the region. And there has now been a conversation going on to encourage us as a church, as a leadership to um, be visible, to be around and available in the community. So we're going to continue to pursue those things and we're going to continue to uh, be the church that we are called to be. We are a giving church. We are a people-focused church and we're going to use everything we can in this new season of vision to keep preparing a place for people to come and be a hub in the community. But we're going to be present and visible with community partners to serve, to love, and to lead people as we follow Jesus one step at a time with everything we have so we can build a pathway for them to experience and encounter Jesus the way we've so amazingly met him. Church, I don't have any more time, but I can say this. I love you. I love your heart. I love what God is doing in our community, in our region. And we are going to be a part of something so much bigger than we could have ever imagined. But we are also going to be so focused on locally reaching the people closest to us in our community, because that's where God has placed us. This is what he's called us to do. And we're going to keep serving him with everything we have. All right, guys, thanks for joining us on the Scattered Saints podcast. Be sure to check out the other podcasts released today. One is called A Conversation with Pastors Brett and Desiree, where they announce our new name change to Saints Church. And be on the lookout for our message from Pastor Brett, which is also coming out today. It's part three of our Vision Sunday message. We'll see you guys next week on the Scattered Saints podcast.